I just played it a, a second ago. Uh, which was neat about it is that I don't know how to program, and yet somehow I felt like a programmer while I was playing Quadrilateral Cowboy. I don't, I don't know how much of that is intentional to impart a little bit of what that's like to people that maybe that feels overwhelming for. It's like it's like a it's like Guitar Hero. That even though you're playing this little plastic guitar, and you feel like I'm playing music. This is amazing. Yeah, like I'm in like. I know in the abstract like what telnet and what commands are, but like actually sitting down and like typing out those variables, I don't know, like the interface you've designed for it is very simple and user friendly, but I think but looks way more complicated, intimidating up front. Like for a second I thought about maybe I don't want to play this in front of people at PAX because I'm gonna look really dumb. Fortunately I got to watch someone else play it and I was like, Oh, okay, now okay, I, I now I know the solutions even if I don't know how if, yeah. how to program. So I mean like where where did where did this come from? Because this seems like a much more I don't want to say gamey, but there's much more uh, more of a mechanical implementation in Quadrilateral Cowboy than some of the other stuff you've worked on. Right. Well, I mean, like when I make games, I like to kind of bounce around different genres. Like Flotilla was a turn-based strategy game, and it was always matched with like a real-time tower defense thing. You know, 30 Flights and Gravity Bone were very, you know, uh, guided narrative experiences. So for this, like, I've never done a game like this before, and that kind of makes it fun for me as a developer to like make something extremely, you know, player agency based, extremely, you know. Um, like non-guided experiences, so that's kind of where that came from. Like, was that at the like when you started designing this? Like, what was the first thing you worked on? What was like the first like sort of bit or mechanic you latched onto, and then kind of started building around? Uh, it was a deck thing, the uh, the deck and how you can use it to time things, turn on and off. Um, like when I play games and there's hacking involved, I find that they usually kind of abstract it down to. You know, you match colors together, or you play, you know, some mini game of some sort. And for me, I always wanted to play a game in which you actually actually learn kind of some sort of language. You have to learn some sort of syntax. Um, so since no one else is doing it, I figured I might as well give it a shot. So, so as you're figuring that part out, how do you not, you know, you want to make it so people kind of learn a language that you've developed for the game. So, you know, it's complicated, but you don't want it to be overwhelming. So is that, like, all just born out of playtesting, figure out where people stumble along in terms of learning the language that you've created? Right, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, yes, I don't want it to be overwhelming, but at the same time, I am perfectly fine with my games appealing to a very niche audience. Um, I think that's one of the, the, the joys of being, you know, my own boss and being able to do whatever I want. Like, not many people would green light making a 15-minute game for 30 flights of the loving gravity mode. Um, but since I have the power to do that, I might as well give it a shot and see what happens, see what sticks on the wall. Is is this one sticking within that sort of idea that, like, it doesn't have to be a six-hour experience, this can be really short, and people can just come out of it with this incredible feeling from, from having this really short experience, as opposed to feel like if you artificially make it, you know, against some other market expectation? Uh, I mean, it won't be, like, a short story, like, God, you've 30 flights, but it will be... Um, like not some monolithic Skyrim for the game. It'll be it'll be someone in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it sounds like you because you're on a boss. It's kind of fluid, right? Like you can kind of figure it out as you go along, as opposed to having some abstract deadline that you have to work towards. Right. Exactly. I just kind of make things and see what works. And you know, if it doesn't work, I'll throw it out. If it doesn't work, I'll stay in. It's interesting because it seems like yourself and a bunch of other designers are finding that you can kind of subsist and make games and do whatever you want with a very small audience kind of supporting you along the way, but that's a pretty recent development yeah. in terms of that being something where people can make a living doing that. Right, right. I mean, there's a theory of, like, musicians where you just need 1,000 really hardcore fans and, you know, you're set. 
so is that what you're doing? Like, do you have, uh, is this your full-time job, or is this something you do on the side, or are you quadrilateral cowboys, what you wake up doing and what you go to sleep doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I used to work at AAA for about five years, and then uh, did my own, like, side projects for a spare time. But um, now I do my my own projects just full-time now. What have, um, what's been the most interesting things that you've noticed as you're kind of watching? Because this is the first time you're watching people play it, right? Or have you uh, had no, it in previous shows? Oh, okay. Time. So I'm Pax Prime for the first time. So what, what, what is most interesting to you when you watch people play your games? Uh, yeah, I mean, what's most interesting is that when I describe the premise, people say, like, I don't know those games for me. It's like, I'm not, I don't really know how to program anything like that. Um, but then once they kind of, like, get, like, the basics in, they will just start playing it and just start, you know, going through the map by themselves. And it's a wonderful feeling. I think my favorite moment was when these two, uh, like, 11-year-old kids just started like, playing on it, and they just wouldn't stop playing until they finished every single mission. It was great. How much of what you're building into the language has nothing to do with like the puzzles in front of you, but just allows the player to sort of like mess around with the world around them? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you play the demo, if you start the very first room you start in, um, basically I try to make everything in the room very touchable. So you move the lamp around, you can carry this thing, you carry that thing, you can read all the titles of the books. Um, one thing I noticed also was that when people play the game, they just will kind of pass off things as decorations, but then like... Uh, what I find most interesting is when you actually include details about the gameplay and the world in the uh, in the actual, you know, on the signs, all that, which people can usually bypass. But in this game, they're actually, you know, things that you should either practically use. Because yeah, in the in the demo, the way that you're being told, like for example, how to string together multiple commands, is something that's in the environment. I, I'm curious how you've gone about figuring out the best way to communicate that to players and kind of what you've learned along the way. Yeah, I mean that's been, that's kind of for me. Uh, my response to tutorials and games is that, like, I find I find learning should be a fun, interesting thing. But a lot of times, games kind of have this this way of looking at tutorials as like a chore, as like a tax you have to pay before playing the real game. <laughs> so I, I try to you know make tutorials you know part of the actual game. Like, I mean, is there any temptation to just ditch that entirely and just like let people go wild and see if they can figure it on their own? Uh, but I guess you know, then you run the danger of nobody enjoying your game. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, I appreciate you spending a couple minutes to chat with me, and uh, good good luck with the rest of packs. All right. Thank you very much. Cool, man. Really, really enjoy it. It's super overwhelming at first, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. but what, once you spend a couple of minutes, it's like okay, I get it. Oh, laser, five seconds. Wait, yeah. five seconds. Like it, it doesn't take that long before at all. And all of a sudden, I'm stringing together four commands I'm not even thinking about. So I think uh, you're, de- you're definitely on to something there. Awesome, man. Oh, well, we'll leave you to it. Well, that's good to meet you, man. Take care. This is going to seem weird. Can I get a picture with you? Yeah, sure, absolutely. No, that's not weird at all. It's Max. Max.